Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zikazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Videos moderated by real people who review content before it's posted to the feed. I love the dance challenges. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids. <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. Managing your diabetes just got easier. The powerful new Dexcom G7 lets you see your glucose numbers on your compatible watch and phone without finger sticks. And because Dexcom G7 is the most accurate CGM system, you can be confident in your food, exercise, and medication decisions. And all those decisions can lead to big results, like more time in range and lower A1C. Get started at Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to HelpMyGamblingProblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. The six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. This is the Greg Peterson experience. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr. On VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. It is our number three of the Greg Peterson experience right here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. And here in our number three, we're going to be touching upon a little bit of everything as in about 15 or so minutes, we're going to be joined by a pair of guests, Dan Stupp. He does great work over at Action Network. And then Gage McKisman, he does great work taking a look at the world of MMA. We're going to be joined by them, taking a look at what we're going to be getting on the UFC Fight Night card and just generally the world of MMA because we've got really good fights that are going down week after week in the UFC. It is going to be absolutely tremendous. So we're going to be talking with them in about 15 or so minutes. Here in the first segment, we're going to be hitting a lot upon a little bit of MLB towards the back half of the hour. I'm going to be going through my Circa Millions card, trying to find you guys some money on the NFL Week 2 card because with Circa Millions, I'll be pointing out what games are going to be a little bit different from my personal bets and what ones I'm taking a look at for the contest and which ones I'm going to be both betting and taking a look at the contest as well because numbers are relatively similar at this point. They're going to be moving a little bit more on Sunday, but we've got a whole gamut of sports to be able to take a look at and that means that we've got a whole lot of baseball to take a look at as well as postseason starts in about three weeks. A lot of teams are looking to make their push, and this team is looking to make a little bit of a push as we go 923-924 on the board. It is the Chicago White Sox. They are on the road taking on the Detroit Tigers as it is one Matt Manning who winds up going for the Tigers, and Lucas Giolito is on the bump for the White Sox. And the White Sox 
They're coming in anywhere between about a minus 142 to a minus 150 favorite. And between plus 130 and plus 140 is your number on Detroit. 7.5 being the total line for the White Sox. Was willing to lay up to a minus 140-ish with them. If you are taking a look at the run line, you're finding that anywhere between about a plus 115. This is a number that if we could just get down about a penny or two, I would be taking a look at the Chicago White Sox. A little bit of money has been coming in on the... Detroit Tigers thus far, but it's going to be a play in which I'm going to be making based on late night line movement because if we wind up getting the Tigers more around like a minus 125 on the run line, I'm seeing more like a minus 132 or minus 135. I'd be willing to take a shot there, but what I do like right now is the over. I did wind up saying my total at an 8.4 with the Detroit Tigers. It's very important to point out that their bullpen has not been so great recently as for the Detroit Tigers. Overall for the season, they've got a top 10 team in terms of bullpen ERA, which is terrific, but if you take a look at the Detroit Tigers since the beginning of the month of August, things have went downhill for them. It's just a case of too much bullpen usage, which is why this Tigers team has not been able to do what they did in the first half of the season. As a matter of fact, for the Detroit Tigers, they ranked 23rd in bullpen ERA since the beginning of August, so it's August 1st on at a 476, and with the Tigers, they've had at times this season out of their starting rotation, first five guys that wanted starting in the season, four of them being hurt. Eduardo Rodriguez and Matt Manning are currently the two guys from their opening day rotation. They're still in the fold for a long time. It was Terry Skubal and absolutely nobody else, but they have just been hit by injury after injury. It has not been good. And you know what else has not been good? The Detroit Tigers offense, which that makes it a little bit of an oxymoron. They take a look at the over, but we'll dive into Lucas Giolito in a minute as we got so many guys like Jonathan Scope, Jameer Candelario, Spencer Torkelson, Tucker Barnard have not been able to do their job, but Riley Green has been able to about a 255. Kerry Carpenter has been able to move the line. We've been able to get some good performances out of Eric Haas hitting above 250. And for the White Sox, they lead the big leagues in terms of batting average on the road. The White Sox have been able to do a little bit of a better job of being able to go deep as well without Tony La Russa. And they actually have a better road record than they do a home record. They're actually sub-500 when they're at home on the road. This bunch has been able to do a solid job. I believe that they're up to 39 and 33. So White Sox have been a very good team on the road. Lucas Giolito has been better on the road himself, but got north of a 6 ERA at home, right around a 393 ERA on the road. And in both locations, he's given up right around 1.5 home runs per nine innings. Been able to get strikeouts. Also, is giving up north of three walks per nine innings. That should give opportunities for the Detroit Tigers to be able to put a couple runs up on the board. And when it comes to this White Sox team as well, Got a lot of guys doing a good job being able to move the line as they've got Luis Robert back in the fold. He, Andrew Vaughn, Eloy Jimenez, Jose Abreu, all hitting at least a 285. And with most of these guys, they've been able to supply a double-digit amount of homers as well. Problem is, you haven't had that one guy go out and have a big performance this season. Nobody with really north of 16 home runs this campaign. So that has hurt the Chicago White Sox. And for the White Sox, bullpen could be a little bit spotty. You've got Ronaldo Lopez and Jimmy Lambert, a pair of guys that were failures as starters, but have gone to the bullpen and have been very good for this team as both have a sub-3 ERA, and then you've got Liam Hendricks and Kendall Grayman who have been able to do a solid job, but as I mentioned, with the uh, Detroit Tigers, bullpen has just went downhill. They're starting to give guys like Daniel Norris and Alex Lang more innings, and these are guys that you want to avoid. Meanwhile, Gregory Soto has also been not as effective in the closer spot for the Tigers as well. And I do think that Matt Manning doing for a little bit of negative regression. For Manning, he's got a ERA that at home compared to on the road for his career is two and a half points lower. And he's at home rather than on the road. 
Manning, not going to be someone that goes out and gets a bunch of strikeouts. 6.9 strikeouts per nine innings. So credit where credit is due. Command has been good. 2.5 walks per nine innings. He's benefited a little bit from the ballpark as he lost right around one home run per nine innings. Strangely enough, a lot of those home runs have been given out at home because Detroit, a little bit of a notorious hitter's ball or pitcher's ballpark, being able to keep the ball in the yard, not necessarily a lot of home runs, and yet a lot of his home runs have wound up coming at home. But I do think that the White Sox get to do a good job being able to barrel him up, being able to get a lot of contact in general. I do think that with the way that Lucas Giolito has had a lack of command, it's going to allow the Tigers to be able to get some runs up on the board. Would need more like a minus 140 to take a shot on the White Sox. So waiting on a little bit of movement there. But what I do like at current numbers is the over. We also have an intriguing game in the National League between a pair of teams that are certainly fighting for a playoff spot. 9-7, 9-8 on the betting board. The Atlanta Braves, they're playing us to the Philadelphia Phillies. That's Rangers Suarez is going to be going for the Phils. And you got Max Freed on the bump for Atlanta and Atlanta. A pretty good size favorite between minus 170 and a minus 180. And between plus 155 and plus 162, the number on Atlanta with 7.5 being the total. And for Rangers Suarez, he's given up three plus runs in each out of his last four starts, but he's given up, I believe, four unearned runs in that time span. As for Rangers Suarez, he has been hurt badly by the fielding behind him. You may recall the Alec Bohm game where he had three errors earlier in the season. Rangers Suarez was the guy that was on the bump for that one. And as a matter of fact, he has had 11 unearned runs scored in his starts this season. Nearly a half an unearned run per start against Rangers Suarez. So he's been a little bit of a victim of Murphy's law in this case. And for Suarez, strikeout numbers are not supreme. Seven and a half strikeouts per nine innings. 3.3 walks per nine innings as well. But with Rangers Suarez, he's got a very interesting split in that he's been significantly better away from Philadelphia than he has been at home. His home ERA is north of a 4-6. Meanwhile, on the road, he's posted up a relatively sterling 276. And when he's been on the road, he's given up five home runs in 75 innings. He has been a very good road pitcher. He has not been a good home pitcher. Max Freed, he's been a good home pitcher. He's been a very good road pitcher. So you've got Freed doing what he's doing. And he's not necessarily too much of a strikeout artist himself. Gets 8.1, 8.2 strikeouts for nine innings. But what has been really good about Max Freed this year he gets a lot of soft contact. Half a home run for nine innings. He has been amazing for the Atlanta Braves team. And just take a look at Max Freed and what he's been able to do recently. The last time you wanted giving up more than three earned runs, you have to go way back. As a matter of fact, to June 14th. And over the course of his last 14 starts, he's got a 2.13 ERA. Opponents are a 2.16 off of him. And he's allowed four bombs in 88 and two-thirds innings. That is just absolute dominance from Max Freed. And that is why I do like the... Atlanta Braves in this spot being able to perhaps get a little bit of a run line, get a little bit of plus money as right now with the Atlanta Braves, we're finding that between about a plus 115 to a plus 120, it's starting to diminish because the Atlanta Braves on the run line actually open up more around a plus 135. So this is a number that is starting to come down a little bit, but with the Braves, they do have a really good offense that has been able to supply the boom all season long. Matt Olson has been Sketchy in terms of the on-base percentage, but he's been able to supply 28 home runs. Austin Riley, along Dansby Swanson, both hit about a 285. And for Riley, he's gone deep 35 times this season. Michael Harris, the second. He and his, ironically enough, teammate in Spencer Strider are right there neck and neck for that Rookie of the Year award. And when it comes to Michael Harris, the second, he's hitting above 300. You still have Marcel Zuna getting a couple stray at-bats despite the whole DUI. Let's take morals aside. 
this guy has been terrible at the plate. He should not be seeing at-bats just for that reason and that reason alone. Not a guy that you want to be trusting in, but past that, every one of these Atlanta Braves, they've been able to do a good job of being able to put bat to ball. The entire catcher spot, William Contreras, Montrevis Arno, they've been tremendous. And for the Philadelphia Phillies, you do have someone in Kyle Schwarber who's been amazing as well. North of 35 home runs this season. Batting average, not necessarily there, but that's why you've got guys like Gene Segura, Alec Bohm, both hitting above a 285 for the Philadelphia Phillies. They've got really the best batting average in the big leagues in the National League post-All-Star break as well. Someone like a Bryson Sott, who had a tough go of it to begin the season. He's hit north of 280 over the last 45 days, so done a good job moving the line. JT Riemuto has been arguably the best hitting catcher in baseball since the beginning of the month of July, but with the Atlanta Braves, they also do have the better bullpen in this circumstance. Jackson Steven has not been too tremendous, and you want to be avoiding at all costs Kenley Jansen. I gave out a pro tip in hour number two with regards to live betting. Don't live bet on Kenley Jansen. He has been not so trustworthy, but guys like Rossi Iglesias, they're able to throw in their Tyler Mazik. These guys have been trustworthy. And then on the flip side for the Philadelphia Phillies, they get Sir Anthony Dominguez off the injured list. Right hand has been able to do a relatively solid job, but some of these longer guys like Nick Nelson, and it's not been so great for them. I do think that the Atlanta Braves are able to get to Rangers Suarez. This will be a case in which I would want a little bit closer to a plus 120 on the run line, so I'd be waiting a little bit more on the overnight numbers to take up, but looking at the Atlanta Braves in this circumstance, semi-total a little bit north of 8, so I'm going to be taking a look at the over as well, and coming up next, we're going to go from baseball, and we're going to be touching upon a little bit of MMA as Dan Sup does great work at the Action Network. He is going to be joining me, and we're also going to be just taking a look at all these fights in general that we've got over the weekend next here on VSIN, the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. Martha Stewart, the original influencer. When I think about anything, I think about the way that she did it first. The media mogul. Five to six years ahead, she saw what was coming. The prisoner, the rise, the fall, and the reinvention of an American icon. Once Martha paved the road, everybody else pretty much copied her. A CNN original series, The Many Lives of Martha Stewart, now streaming on Max. Hi, I'm Antonia Blythe, and this is 20 Questions on Deadline. Joining me today is Alison Bree. Welcome, Alison. We got second place in my seventh grade lip sync contest for one of the songs on that album. The one that was like, you've already won me over. Oh, that's a good one. Yeah. It's a very all slow. The, all the options. In spite of me. <laughs> like, what did we do? It's so slow. Don't forget to listen to 20 Questions on the Deadline. Thank you again, Alison. Thank you. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. 
I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Hoops Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Horse racing fans, First Bet wants to invite you to enter their free sweepstakes to win a trip to Santa Anita Park on October 6th through the 9th. The grand prize package includes airfare, hotels, and tickets to the race, plus a $1,000 betting voucher. From First Bet, head on over to vsin.com slash horses now to register as we're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Great to be joined by our two guests. Gage Miskaman does great work over at Gaming Today and Dance Stuff. He does amazing work over at Action Network. And gentlemen, we've got a great fight card coming up. But Dan, first things first, I know that this is a fight card that unlike last week, fortunately, we've got things a little bit more in control. We don't have anything like we were supposed to get in terms of Nathan Diaz being nearly a plus 1,000 underdog or anything like that. But in terms of the underdogs that you're taking a look at in terms of this card, were a few that really stand out to you? Pretty early on the card, there's a a women's fight that I'm really targeting Aspen Ladd versus uh, Sarah McMahon. Uh, Sarah McMahon is actually the underdog. I I think she should be a a small favorite. Uh, I think you can get her about plus 120. Uh, Olympic medalist, just super, super strong. I think when Aspen Ladd wins, a lot of times she can kind of bully and overpower opponents. I don't think she's going to have that chance. Uh, You know, Sarah McMahon usually starts very strong, uh, doesn't end very well. That's definitely a concern here uh, that Aspen Ladd could maybe steal the last round. But if you're looking for a a small underdog, I think you can do a a lot worse than Sarah McMahon. She's got a lot of things working in her favor in this fight. I do think that that is going to be one of the better fights that we do wind up seeing on this card card and then gauge. I know that you're looking at the Algeo versus Feely fight, and this has been a relative pick fight. This was one in which Algeo was a little bit of an underdog. We've seen this go to even money in a few spots. Seems like Algeo is now a little bit of an underdog once again. How are you taking a look at this fight? Because this is one of the later ones that we're going to be seeing on the card. Absolutely, and I, I have to agree with you, uh, definitely one of those pick em fights but for me i think algeo was looking really good in his last bout against herbert burns um before the weird ending there but my, my thing with feely is just he hasn't won a fight since like mid 2020 um he's had a couple bouts canceled um and some some various losses there so you know i'm gonna ride the, the algeo train um after that herbert burns win for sure and I think that you have actually got the other side on this, Dan. So <laughs> let's take a look at the flip side on this one, because I mean, there's a reason why this is one of the tightest lines that you're going to find in terms of fight. And it seems like you can make an argument both ways on this one. 
I, I think that's really the thing. You 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 kind of have to picture how the fight's going to play out in your mind. And if if you've got your idea, uh, obviously you're going to stick with that. For me, I think Feely betting on Andre Feely through the years has been very frustrating. He doesn't always fight to his ability, uh, but sometimes he can fight over his ability just through uh, kind of pure toughness and and um, durability. I, I, you know, he's definitely got an edge here if he gets this to the fight, if he doesn't just stand and trade punches. Um, you know, at the Action Network, we do something called the MMA Prop Squad, where a, a bunch of us take some long shot flyers that we really like for this card. Uh, one of them I really like for this card is Andre Feely versus or via submission. I think you can get it at almost 20 to 1 if you're looking for a flyer. His best chance to win this fight is getting it to the ground. Uh, and once it gets there with two guys who are so durable and kind of scrappy, uh, there, there are definitely openings for submissions there. It's been a while since either one has won or lost by submission. Uh, but if you're looking for a fun flyer and you want to fade, uh, fade gauge, which unfortunately I usually don't do that very often. Uh, but I think that 21 payoff for a submission is definitely worth a consideration. Yep, and a pick em fight if you're able to find something like a 20-to-1, especially if you think that there's going to be some volatility in this fight and some sort of a stoppage. That does seem like a good flyer to be able to take and then gauge. I know that you're taking a look at one of the main fights as well. Away from that, as this is another one of these classic sort of pick em fights. Right now, we're finding in the Gregory Rodriguez versus Chidi Nojani fight that... You're finding Rodriguez right around about a minus 105, a very, very slight underdog with the round prop and one and a half. So anticipating a little bit of a stoppage. Take me through this one because I do think that this is going to be one of these fights that once again, we've got quite a bit of variance on. Oh, absolutely. Once again, like you pointed out, big pick on a lot. This card has a lot of those. Um, one thing I like kind of looking back at some of the, the clips of Chad's fights and his record is, you know, he's on a four fight win streak. Um, all KOs or TKOs. Um, and I think, you know, I like that those odds there at that plus 200 range on uh, DraftKings. But, you know, uh, Gregory Rodriguez is, is a dangerous fighter too. Um, so it's one of those fights where you you, you look at both sides and you're like, ah, I have to pick one. And, and for me, um, yeah, I made the pick I did with, with Chad, so we'll see how it plays out. <laughs> and then Gage, I know that you also wound up doing a little bit of a parlay in terms of a lot of the guys just in general that you think have relatively good money line odds. Take me through your parlay and the fact that it's right around about 15 to one. Yeah, absolutely. So I like doing this kind of every week, uh, picking and it's usually mostly prelim fighters. Um, but yeah, I like, I'm going for the, the, sorry, I'll pull my list here. I have the Nicholas Moda, uh, Maria Agapova, uh, Daniel Zella Hooper, Denise Gomez, and Joe Pike. Play. A couple of those are pretty big. Uh, favorites. Um, so I like combining those with a few of the underdogs that I see some potential and promise in. Um, I think Denise Gomez and Maria Agapova have really great chances. Um, I think they're true mixed martial artists. Um, great on the feet, great in the grappling, of course. So um, yeah, I'm, I'm going with them um, for this Saturday night and um, yeah, we'll see how that works out too. <laughs> and it is a very popular practice when it comes to MMA, UFC, be able to take a look at parlays as well, especially when you wind up getting some of these cards. Like we were seeing it last week before we wind up seeing all the hoopla in terms of the bigger fights as well. When you wind up getting these minus 1500, these minus 500, you're able to go down the list favorites. It's just very hard to be able to take a look at them straight up and be able to make a whole lot of money. So 
you will find oftentimes a lot of these favorites do wind up getting parlayed. And let's take a look at what is going to be the main fight on Saturday. That would be Song Yidong against Corey Sandhagen. Sandhagen has been staying steady. It was right around a minus 175 to a minus 190 favorite. Opened up a little bit closer to 225. So we saw a little bit of money come in on Song right away. And it stayed relatively steady. Dan, what are you doing with regards to the main fight that we're seeing on Saturday? Yeah, I kind of like it two different ways. I actually played uh, Sanhagen straight up. Uh, I grabbed him at about minus 200. I, I honestly thought the card or the the line was going to get a lot worse and we'd see a lot more money coming in on Sanhagen. Uh, I just think he's kind of a, a better technical fighter everywhere in this fight. Um, you know, the the one thing he kind of has going against him is he, he's fighting a, a really tough guy with a ton of power. Uh, who isn't as afraid to throw it. Um, for me, though, I, I think Sanhagen, especially with his reach and his length, just kind of keeps a, a steady uh, lead in this fight. Uh, I, we haven't seen him really kind of cave toward the end of fights. Uh, so I think, you know, barring kind of a a, a big knockout punch for from Yadong, and I don't even want to say it's kind of a, a lucky punch because we know the guy has power. Uh, we know he's not as scared to throw it, and we've seen him knock out guys. Uh, with that power, I, I just think Sanhagen's the more technical fighter, um, but kind of as a, a credit to Yadong's durability. Um, I, I also like playing him via decision. You can get that at plus money. I think I've seen it up to about plus 120. Uh, so Sanhagen and Sanhagen via decision. Uh, if you're a parlay guy, I, I think Sanhagen, you know, the minus 200, uh, minus 190 around there. I think that's also a really solid parlay piece if you're going that route. And I know that, Gage, you've done quite a bit with this fight as well. I know that you've got a couple parlays and you've got a couple different angles on this fight. So take me through what you're looking at in terms of this Yidong Song against Corey Sandhagen fight. Yeah, so one of the picks I really like, if, uh, if uh, someone's not able to pick who they think is going to win, is uh, I, I do have the Sandhagen uh, Song Yidong uh, under four and a half at plus 125 on DraftKings. Um, yeah, I like I like those odds, but ultimately, yeah, I'm um, I'm picking Sandhagen as well, and the reason why is uh, just his experience in the last couple of years. Um, though Song Yadong actually being the younger fighter has more fights uh, overall than Corey Sandhagen, um, you really can't rule out the experience uh, Sandhagen has had in his uh, last couple of losses. I mean, he's had 25 full minutes with Petr Jan and TJ Dillashaw, and looked really good in both of those fights. And arguably, you know, a split decision loss there against Dillashaw. A lot of people think, uh, thought he won that fight. So uh, for me, I think that experience kind of trumps all. Um, and his only other loss in those last uh, five fights was against current champ Aljamain Sterling. So I think that experience uh, really, really pushes um, the needle there. Um, and another play on there that I'm taking... Uh, you know, I'm playing a little safe with a double chance uh, finish TKO, KO, or submission at plus 250. Um, but but if, if Sandhagen's uh, going to win, you know, you never know when he's going to pull out one of those uh, tricky strikes. He's just so technical on the feet. And, uh, yeah, that length is there. That, that experience is there. It is going to be a great fight card on Saturday. And really, just all throughout the fall, we're going to have amazing fights. Dan, Gage, great to have you both aboard tonight. Thank you so much for joining me. Thanks, Greg. Thank Appreciate it. Great to have those two aboard. Once again, I mean, just so many great fights are coming up this fall. Saturday is going to feature quite a few. And coming up next, we got to feature my week two plays for the Circa Millions contest right here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. You're experienced. 
focusing Hoops Peterson himself on VSIN, the sports betting network. Start your football season off on the right foot by subscribing to VSIN Pro. Get full access to everything that we do, including our daily picks at a glance, which Recaps all the top plays made by VEASAN show hosts and guests 24-7 video season prep, including our weekly college and pro football matchup guides covering every game all season long, pro tools like exclusive betting splits, and pro tips. We give out one an hour and they provide actual insights to up your sports betting game. Sign up for our discounted football special and get VEASAN Pro access to everything that we do now through the Super Bowl and Cost is just $175 or save 50% off the monthly price with an annual subscription and bet smarter all season long. Go to vcin.com slash subscribe for all of your options. Become a part of the Sports Betting Network, guys. We're back here on the Greg Peterson Experience on vcin, the Sports Betting Network. And it was great to have Dan Stupp and and also Gage. And we also wound up having Gage on the show. They wound up doing great work. Take it a look at the fight card that we've got for this weekend. When it comes to what we're going to be getting in general in terms of the UFC, it is going to be absolutely tremendous. I am looking forward to it. And Gage Miskamen, I was springing on the last name. I apologize to Gage, but does absolutely great work over there at Gaming Today. Great to be able to get them aboard. Now we've got to take a look at the Circa Millions card for this week. I want them going two and three, so we got to get ourselves out of the hole a little bit. And these are going to vary a little bit. Something that I always recommend, whether you're in the Circa Millions, whether you're in the Westgate Super Contest, list goes on and on of all of them. You probably want to take as much time as humanly possible that they wind up giving you. Typically for Circa Millions, you have to have in your picks by Saturday morning slash afternoon, depending upon what time zone you're in. Some contests, it's a little bit earlier, it's a little bit later. Take as much time as you can to be able to gauge injury reports, try to see if there's any sort of an angle that might be uncovered. I know that our good, wonderful producer, Jason, was taking a look at the angle of Tom Brady and Giselle Bunchen currently living apart from each other. I don't know if I could gauge that, but you know what? If it's an if it's something that you think is going to be important to the line, always utilize as much information as you can, and the longer you wait, the more information that you have. Now, some people say paralysis by analysis. I say utilize every single angle that you possibly can, but taking a look at the week two, Circa Millions aligns themselves well, we are not going to be able to bet on the Chargers versus the Chiefs game. I was on the Chargers, so that one coming through in terms of my personal bankroll. You don't want to be taking the Thursday night football game if you're in the Circa Millions, though, unless if you really, really like it because if you wind up firing in that pick, you have to fire in all five at the same time. It is the same, I believe, at the Super Contest. I'm not involved in that one this year, but in past years when I was involved in that one, decided to go Circa Millions this year. Typically, you have to put in all five picks at the same time. That is a very important that you do want to know. But in terms of games that I just crossed off and I said, you know what? I want absolutely no part of this one. The biggest one for me is just taking a look at Panthers versus Giants. Now, like I am not very bullish on, bullish on the New York Giants whatsoever. I don't know if Christian McCaffrey could stay healthy through this game either with the Panthers. They don't have a supreme defense. They're not a team that I'm necessarily too impressed with. The New York Giants, credit where credit is due. They got the job done. I don't know if Saquon Barkley can stay healthy through this Week 2 game either. You've got two very injury-prone running backs where things can blow up on them. Two quarterbacks that 
if I'm going to give a little bit of advantage, it's a Baker Mayfield, but you've also got the Kayvon Thibodeau injury that's involved for the New York Giants as well. This is a game where I just crossed it off and I said, you know what, we're going to look at other options. There are a few games that are sort of, I'm melding on. I'm lukewarm on. There's a few games where I might wind up playing them. I might not. But the one game that I just started, I said, yep, this is going to be a play. Titans plus 10. This is just a little bit of disrespect for the Tennessee Titans. The Buffalo Bills, they're top of the odds board in terms of odds to be able to win the Super Bowl. You're able to go down the list of all the futures, and rightfully so. They came out in week one. They made a statement against the LA Rams. That was a game that was tied at F in F number two. They just completely took it to the LA Rams. The defense looks much better. The one fault that you had with the Buffalo Bills last season is that they didn't have that one pass rusher that was really giving them a double-digit amount of sacks. You had your question marks there. Bob Miller has really been able to help fortify that. So I do think that the Bills overall, their trajectory is solid. But this is still the number one seed from last year in the AFC in the Tennessee Titans. Derrick Henry looked a little bit slower than normal, but the Tennessee Titans wound up winning a lot of their games late without Derrick Henry. They got the one seed. They're very well coached by Mike Bravel. Now, on the flip side, the Bills coaching staff, that is a very good one. Josh Allen, we all know what he's capable of, and that Bills home crowd is going to be rocking as well. The Bills, they've got one of the most loyal, they've got one of the loyal fan bases in all of football. Credit where credit is due to Bills Mafia, but I take a look at the Tennessee Titans. I think that the defense going to be able to do enough in this circumstance prior to them just choking that game away against the uh, Giants, and I think that it's very fair to say that. They looked very good in the first half. They showed some flashes of solidness, and when it comes to Ryan Tannehill, not going to be a guy that I would wind up putting as one of the top quarterbacks in the league. I think the hate for Ryan Tannehill's went a little bit too far. I think that they're going to take the ball out of his hands quite a bit more. I think that they're going to hand the ball to Derrick Henry. I expect him to look solid in this game. Being able to get 10 points with the Tennessee Titans, who are the one seed in the AFC last season. Granted, a little bit of a down AFC. That's something that appeals to me. Being a Green Bay Packers fan, I know the track record of Aaron Rodgers against the Chicago Bears. He was listed on Wikipedia last year as the owner of the Chicago Bears after he wound up having that Funny statement that we wound up hearing last year. I don't know if I want any part of this, the Green Bay Packers here, though. This is just a different team from last year. Now, I don't know if I wind up firing in on the Bears plus 10 or not. Right now, in a few spots, you're seeing a 9.5 if you're taking a look at a betting line. And I would say that if you're going to look to bet this and you're not in the contest and you're looking to put your harder and dollars down, be sure to get the Bears plus 10. Don't take a 9.5 in this circumstance. And if you're looking to bet the Packers, don't lay 10. Try to get a 9.5. This is a crucial number, in my opinion. You want to be either laying 9.5 or taking 10 plus. That is very important in terms of a betting perspective. But in terms of the contest line where it is 10, the Bears, I think that they're going to have a tough time this year. But I do think that they're going to be able to come up, have a relatively solid performance against the Packers defense that the Packers' defense looks good. The Green Bay Packers' offense, they're probably going to have Alan Lazard back in the fold, but I'm not necessarily sold on the ground game. The offensive line has been dealing with a quite a few injuries. David Bakhtiari does a great job putting down beers. Doesn't do a great job of being able to stay healthy during Sundays. And with Aaron Rodgers, if you're going to get him, typically you're going to get him early. So this is a spot in which the Bears, they're sort of the 
under consideration play for me. I am not set on them being a play or not. I want to see the Packers injury report with those offensive linemen and how Al Lazar is progressing, but there's certainly one that is on the radar for me. The Seahawks getting eight and a half against the San Francisco 49ers. We all recall that Trey Lance was playing in a monsoon last weekend. I want to see the weather report during the weekend for this game as well, but looks like we might be getting some inclement weather out there in San Francisco. Not necessarily the world's greatest conditions, and the Seahawks getting eight and a half points is something that is calling my name right now. Geno Smith has covered each out of his last nine games that he has started in, and for the 49ers, it just comes down to a fate of Trey Lance. Trey Lance should not be the starter right now. 2023, 2024, on and on. Yes, he is the future of the San Francisco Giants. Right now, right here, middle of September, I think Jimmy Garoppolo gives the 49ers a better chance to win than does Trey Lance. Now, what is big for the San Francisco 49ers as well? The health of George Kittle. And injured George Kittle, that is going to hurt whether it be Jimmy G or if it's Trey Lance by and center. That is very, very important. And we know that the 49ers defense is going to be out in full force, but the Seahawks went up against, in my opinion, a pretty solid defense in the Denver Broncos. Did they wind up having some breaks go their way and a coach decide, oh, we're going to kick a 64-yard field goal because I have no idea what the heck I am doing. Yeah, they wanted benefiting from that, but being able to get 8.5 points in a divisional matchup, I think it's rather appealing. And Rashad Penny, in my opinion, is the best running back out there on the field. Keep in mind, Elijah Mitchell wanted going down with an injury for the San Francisco 49ers as well. You need as many weapons as humanly possible for Trey Lance. Getting 8.5 points with the Seahawks, that is something that is very appealing to me, and I just keep coming to this game, and it just keeps screaming, take the Steelers. The Steelers are catching two on the contest line for the Steelers, and I personally think that I'm just going to bypass the points in terms of my personal bets, and I'm just going to wind up taking the Pittsburgh Steelers on the money line. Mike Tomlin, 14-3 and against the spread with a few pushes when he is a home underdog with the Patriots. I did not like what I saw in Miami. Now, the Patriots perennially have always struggled in Miami, but when it comes to not having a play caller, as Matt Patricia has been doing a lot of that for the New England Patriots right now, not ideal. I like the defense, but also with the Pittsburgh Steelers, despite the fact that TJ Watt is out of the fold, you still got guys like Cam Award and company that are going to put a lot of pressure on Mac Jones, who's a little bit banged up as well. So looking at the Steelers, in terms of a personal bet, I'm going to be taking a look at a money line. And for the Pittsburgh Steelers, they're most likely going to be making my Circa Millions card. Once again, subject to a little bit of change, but those are some of the plays I'm looking at in terms of Circa Millions and just betting in week two in the NFL. And coming up in the final segment, waiting upon a little bit of Friday baseball here on the Greg Peterson Experience on VEASAN, the Sports Betting Network. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years. Have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. CNN Underscore's Guide to Sleep has tons of recommendations for products that can help you get the best night's sleep ever. All right, let's face it. Most of us have had trouble falling or staying asleep at some point. And there are a lot of products and hacks claiming to be the solution to our sleepless nights. 
That's why the CNN Underscored team spend hundreds of hours testing products to find the ones that can make a huge difference in the quality of your slumber. Visit Underscored.com now for our ultimate guide to getting better sleep. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Hey, Sarah, I love that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human-moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. Peterson himself on VSN, the sports betting network. Kick off the football season with Bet Rivers Online Sportsbook, as Bet Rivers is your go to sportsbook for every line, boost, and special. Place them up with Bet Rivers Parlay Insurance and Touchdown Insurance is offered every single Sunday, all season long. Build a parlay of at least four legs, and if it loses, Get your stake back as a free bet of up to $25. We draw on any player to score the first touchdown on Sunday Night Football and get your money back as a free bet if they score at any time. Head on over to BetRivers.com or download the BetRivers app. It's a whole new game. We're back here on the final segment of the Greg Peterson Experience here on VEASAN, the Sports Bank Network. If you're listening to me live, you're going to be catching a replay of the Greg Peterson Experience. If you're listening to a replay, well, 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern, it is Follow the Money, Mitch and Polly. Going to get you set for what is going to be a tremendous weekend of sports. They're going to be reacting to Thursday Night Football. Hopefully on their show, we're going to get a little bit of a better feel as to how bad the Justin Herbert injury is. With the LA Chargers being a West Coast team, probably not going to be updated by them. Might be Gill or someone of that nature. Maybe Final Countdown with Stormy Ron and Tony, Dave Ross, one of those guys. They'll probably have more information when that becomes available. But when that information does become available, we will have all the gambling implications of that here on vcin.com and we also have pro tips that we wind up giving if you're a vcin pro subscriber vcin.com slash subscribe for that we give out one every single hour and here's mine for you and it sounds simple but i do think that there's value in it don't teach don't tease college sports college basketball teasers are terrible i mean believe me you don't want to be doing a college basketball teaser you wind up getting four points and it's like oh boy I tease insert underdog here from two points to six points. Well, congratulations. Your underdog that was down by four points with 30 seconds left to go fouled three times, and now you wind up losing by nine, and your teaser did absolutely no good whatsoever. 
And when it comes to college football, we see the variance that winds up happening. I mean, if you want teasing like Vanderbilt versus Hawaii and you teased up Hawaii, well, congratulations. You want it coming 30, like, some odd points away from covering. There's a lot of variance. The key numbers are still quite key, in my opinion, in college football, but they aren't as key as in the NFL. And when you wind up getting college kids out there because especially with the clock stopping for every first sound, you were hearing it a little bit earlier when I was talking to Mackenzie Kramer and Randy McKay. The higher the scoring game, the less value you wind up getting with those teasers. And aside from when you wind up getting your insert Big Ten stalwarts here like Wisconsin, Iowa, you really don't have a lot of lower scoring games in college sports. So avoid those college sports teasers is my VEASAN pro tip for this hour. So let's take a look at a little bit of baseball to round out the show, make you guys some money on this Friday as we go to the diamond for my DK Nation pick. Hopefully this one turns out a little bit better. 929, 930 on the betting board. It is the New York Yankees. They're on the road. They're facing off against the Milwaukee Brewers as Adrian Hauser goes for the Brewers and Frankie Montas is on the bump for the Yankees. And the Yankees are between minus 119 to minus 130 favorites between plus 109 and plus 115 is the number on Milwaukee with the total eight. I'm going to be writing up the New York Yankees. The Yankees have been able to find it recently. Winners of eight out of the last 10 games. Now Frankie Montas has not been the same pitcher when he's been away from Oakland. As a matter of fact, his ERA hovering right around a 593 since he wanted coming over to New York, but his last six world starts have been better. Two runs or fewer surrendered in four out of his last six road starts. Meanwhile, Adrian Hauser, he's coming off of a good start of his own. Wanted going six innings against the Cincinnati Reds, and he gave up one run, but in seven out of his last eight starts for Hauser, he has given up at least three runs. That excludes the random two innings of long relief that he wanted pitching against the Pittsburgh Pirates a few weeks ago. Why that wound up happening, we do not know, but what we do know is that both offenses for both teams have been able to go deep. For the Brewers and the Yankees, they both rank in the top five in the big leagues in terms of home runs on a per-game basis, with the Yankees leading the American League in home runs on a per-at-bat basis on the road. As for the Yankees, we all know about that gentleman by the name of Aaron Judge. He's got 57 home runs. He's currently chasing what many people believe to be the clean home run record of Mickey Mantle, or Mickey Mantle, of Roger Maris. That is a... Faux pas on my part for forgetting history right there. And some might even say Babe Ruth is the holder of that record because he wound up doing it in fewer games. You're able to go down the list. But we've got Aaron Judge having an absolutely historic season. That's something that we cannot wind up getting around. But Flavor Torres, he's been able to go deep north of 20 times this season. He's been able to move the line. John Carlos San, batting average for he and Josh Donaldson has been suspect. But John Carlos San, north of 25 home runs as well. Yankees have been doing a better job in terms of their offense as well. A Yankees offense that all of a sudden has been able to pull out four plus runs in nine out of their last 12 games. And for the Brewers, they've given up at least four runs in eight out of their last 12 as well. Yankees, or the Brewers pitching has been having a tough time in the bullpen. The Josh Hader trade has not necessarily been the worst thing for them because we've seen what Josh Hader has done for the San Diego Padres. And it's not great, but got a lot of guys without roles that leaves them like fish out of water and for the Brewers, their bullpen ERA full point higher than that of the New York Yankees. Yankees rank second in the league in terms of bullpen ERA. Guys like Ron Medanacchio, Wandy Peralta, Lucas Lutke, they're all providing a sub-3 ERA. Meanwhile, for the Milwaukee Brewers, Brad Boxberger, a 3 ERA. Devin Williams, he still has a sub-2 ERA. He does a very solid job, but trusting in guys like 
Brent Suter, Hobie Milner and company because I do anticipate the Brewers need to go to the bullpen quite a bit. Adrian Hauser has not been great and he doesn't deliver a lot of length as well because he's a pitch to contact guy that walks a lot of guys. That is a really bad combination for Hauser. He's been able to keep the ball in the yard. I think he's been more lucky than anything else in terms of that front, but Rouser, he's given up 3.8 walks per nine innings, about six and a half strikeouts per nine innings. Not a good combination. At the very least, for Frankie Montas, he's been able to get strikeouts. So that helps on his front end. Montas has been able to do an okay job, not giving up too many home runs on the road, or right around one home run per nine innings. So not bad there for the New York Yankees. I do think that they are going to be able to outgun the Milwaukee Brewers, despite the fact that the Brewers have a trio of guys that have been able to supply at least 25 home runs this season. William Adamas, Rody Tellez, and Hunter Renfro. But for the Brewers, you just don't have that main table setter. Christian Yelich has been able to hit 260, right around a 360 on base, but he's really their leader in batting average along with Mike Brasso and Jace Peterson. These three guys hit between about a 250 to 260, but then you've got a lot of guys that just have not been able to move the line. So this is a circumstance where I do think that the Yankees are actually being a little bit undervalued and just with the Yankees winning eight out of their last 10, it feels like they're starting to get right. So I'm going to be taking a look at the Yankees. I'm going to be writing them up for my DK Nation pick. And for Montas, he's had his struggles away from Oakland. Browser, he's just had his general struggles. Set my total well north of eight. Made my total more like an 8.7. So I'm also going to be taking a look at this game over. As a matter of fact, it was very hard to determine whether to write up the over or the Yankees, but settled on the Yankees and how about if we wrap things up by taking a look at a West Coast game? 927-928. The LA Angels play OC Seattle Mariners with Robbie Ray going for Seattle and Michael Lorenzen on the bump for the Angels and the Angels. They're between plus 135 to plus 145 underdogs. Between minus 150 to minus 155, the number on Seattle and the total is eight. I'm going to be taking a look at this game under with Los Angeles. Plays very pitcher-friendly during the nighttime. You're just going to notice that with the West Coast ballparks in general just because of how heavy the air is during the nighttime. It does lead to a lot of these ballparks, like in Los Angeles, both of the Los Angeles ballparks, Seattle, Oakland, you're able to go down the line. These West Coast ballparks, they do play much more pitcher-friendly during the nighttime. For Lorenzen, it's been a little bit of a tough stretch for him, not getting a lot of home runs. Wanted coming back in his first start, coming off the injured list, but did look relatively solid against the Houston Astros, giving up a one run over the course of six innings. You do like to see that. And for Robbie Ray, He's just been a completely different pitcher when he's been at home rather than at home or at, on the road rather than at home. For Robbie Ray, an ERA that is sub three at home, he's giving up about one home run per nine innings. For Robbie Ray, he gives up more like 1.8 home runs per nine innings when he's on the road and his ERA shoots up to right around a 475. And for the Mariners, they've actually got the lowest batting average in the American League since the All-Star break. Reason why they've been winning all these games, this bullpen has been lights out. Yeah, guys like... Pem Murphy, Paul Seawald, Eric Swanson, Andres Munoz, all posting up a sub-3 ERA. It has been magnificent from them, but with the LA Angels, guys like Andrew Watts, Jose Cuiata, they've been able to give a little bit of life with this LA Angels bullpen. Now, I'm not saying that they're by any means lighting the world on fire, but in terms of the Angels, ever since August 1st, they've got a top-10 team in terms of bullpen ERA, so that has been very promising, and for the LA Angels, you got that duo, Mike Trout, Shohei Otani, entering into Thursday's game. They had a combined 65 home runs, so they've done a good job there. These two guys, along with Taylor Ward, Luis Ranifo, hitting above a 265. Now, the bottom of the fold, when you wind up giving at-bats to guys like Kurt Suzuki and company, at-bats, that's not necessarily too terrific, but the Seattle Manors, they have that same thing going on. You do have Cal Raleigh and Eugenio Suarez, Julio Rodriguez, all being able to supply 
at least 23 home runs. But with the Mariners, not sure if they're going to be able to move the line enough to be able to get it done. I like the Angels at a plus price, and I do think that pitching going to be on full display. I think that both of these guys are going to be able to do a solid job in their starts. Looking at the under, and I'm going to be taking a look at the LA Angels catching this plus price. And something else I'm taking a look at, what we're going to be getting on Follow the Money as Mitch Poss, as Mitch Moss and Paul Howard, they're going to be coming up next 4 a.m. Pacific, 7 a.m. Eastern here on VSIN, Esports Bank Network. Football is here. The VSIN team has what you need to know. Whether you're betting on futures, looking for contest strategy, or building your own power readings, VEASAN has everything you need. Get all the latest from our lineup of experts. NFL veteran experts. NFL veteran experts. NFL veteran experts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media. But now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Whether it's your first time betting or you've been gambling for years, have a plan and know the game. Be aware of the rules and odds before you gamble. Set a budget and never gamble with money you can't afford to lose. Take a break and consider teaming up with trusted friends to help you stick to your budget. Remember, if you or a loved one has a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER 24-7 or go to helpmygamblingproblem.org for free confidential services. I'm Dr. Sanjay Gupta, CNN's chief medical correspondent, and this is Chasing Life. Three out of four U.S. adults are considered overweight or have obesity. 75% of Americans. Dr. Fatima Cody-Stanford. Our weight is one factor that plays a role in our health. But by itself, it doesn't give us the full story of who we are. We have to look at our full person. Listen to Chasing Life, streaming now on the iHeartRadio app. Hey, this is John Ridley. And this is Matt Carey, documentary editor at Deadline. And welcome to Talk Talk. John, we've got a hard-hitting episode today. A lot of controversy. Well, maybe we should put the word controversy in quotes in the documentary field about the nominees for Best Documentary Feature. We're going to get into that with some amazing panelists. You get a shot, but the individuals behind every one of those images, they're complicated and they are human. This has been Doc Talk. Thank you. Great conversation. Thank you. 